0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Revelation, chapter 6. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you are visiting
1: with us for the first time this morning, we have been studying through the book of revelation and this morning we come to chapter six chapter six now chapter six gets very interesting there are people who have said to me pastor rodney i cannot wait to get into chapter six because it's in chapter six that all the good stuff happens they say the action picks up there in chapter six. I mean, the lamb starts bursting open the seals. The pale rider starts leaving a trail of death, demons flying, blood is pouring, earth is quaking, the sky is falling, pestilence is devouring the land. Sixty-pound hailstones are falling on the heads of people. And people say, Ronnie, the good stuff's in chapter six. Like, you know. People are really sick, you know what I mean? That's some really sick people. And I think it was last Sunday. If you were in town, Easter Sunday, I was visiting with a friend for dinner and we were out in his shop and and I was making my very first birdhouse. This was an event, y'all. And I got another friend who has a a tool shop and when I go there, he he tells me, uh, don't touch my tools. These are your dangerous tools, man. Give me a Bible, I'm okay. Give me like a nail gun and look out. But I'm in another guy's shop last Sunday and I'm making my very first birdhouse. And I'm really excited now because this is going to be a cool birdhouse. And all of a sudden, if you were in town, you know just about 5, I think 6 o'clock, hail started coming down. It was raining. It was really raining hard. And hail started coming down. And it was, it blew me away. I don't know that I have ever seen hail that size in my life. I mean, these hailstones were like like the size of quarters. Did you see some of them? I mean, they were like the size of quarters or 50 cent pieces. And I thought, I'm not going out there. One of those hailstones knocked me in the head and I'll fall out cold. But the Bible says that during the great and awful time of Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation, 60 pound hailstones will be coming down on people's heads it's amazing now chapter four if you haven't been with us John had been given this panoramic view of the church age and then John saw a door standing open and he heard a voice that said come up here and I will show you the things that must take place after this after this is the Greek word and it means after this Now in John chapter 5, John gets a glimpse of glory and a peek into paradise as he's caught up in heaven. And the first thing that John sees is a throne set in heaven. And he sees one sitting on the throne. And that one who is sitting on the throne is holding the title deed to the planet. But no one was able to take the title deed and to open its seven seals. And John began to weep, the Bible says. He Actually, it means to to sob convulsively. John began to sob and to weep because there was no one who was worthy to take the title deed to the planet. And so John turns and sees as he's weeping, as he's sobbing convulsively, he turns and he sees the lion of the tribe of Judah. He sees the root of David. He sees the slain lamb. He sees the redeemer, the Goel who is worthy to take the scrolls and to loose the seals. And at that point, at that moment there in chapter 5, the weeping ends and the worship begins as the 24 elders, the angels, and all of creation, they join in worship to the Lamb and they begin to sing a new song. Oh, you ought to take a look at chapter 4 and chapter 5, because if you're a Christian, that's going to be your scene. Now, if you're not a Christian, well, chapter 6 now, this is a whole nother story. If you're not a Christian and Jesus comes and raptures the church and you are left behind, then chapter 6 begins your scene. Chapter 6 through 19, 13 chapters, a seven-year period known as the Tribulation. The seals are broken here in chapter 6, and with each seal that is broken, there is a corresponding event that takes place on the earth. Chapter 6 through 19, we have three sets of seven judgments, and the judgments increase in intensity. As you look through the book of Revelation and you study, you can see that these judgments, they increase in intensity and frequency as you study the book. Now, I told you in time past that the number seven speaks of completion. The number seven speaks of perfection. And so here we'll see over the next several months, there are seven sealed judgments we'll look at this morning. The seven trumpet judgments we'll look at later, which leads to a vision of seven more angels holding the seven bowls which contain the wrath of God. Now, remember, as I told you, this seven means a number of completion. So during the seven-year tribulation, God is going to bring to completion judgment upon a Christ-rejecting world. God's judgment on the world will be perfectly perfect and completely complete. It will be thorough upon the planet. And it all begins, the judgment, now stay with me, All of this judgment begins when the title deed is taken by the Lamb. The judgment begins when the Lamb takes the title deed, and on the back of that title deed is the condition of bankruptcy and the debt that was incurred by humanity. So in your Bibles, in the beginning and the heading of chapter 6, you might want to write this down. It's payday. Oh, you might want to write down, it is time to collect because Jesus now is going to bring judgment and it's payday for all of those who have continually hardened their hearts and rejected Jesus Christ. So this morning, we actually leave that heavenly scene in chapters four and five, and we won't see it again until chapter 19. Meanwhile, Christian's church Godly people, we are in heaven. Amen. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, on earth, the earth is experienced a time that it has never seen. The earth is experiencing a time of which they shall never see again. It's known as the great tribulation. It starts right here in chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. If you are there, would you say a hearty Amen. Now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice, with a loud, with a voice like thunder, a loud voice, come and see. And I looked and behold, a white horse. Would you underline that? He who sat on it had a bow. Underline that. And a crown. Underline that. Underline the whole verse. The whole chapter, the whole book, man. It was given to him. Underline that. And he went out conquering and to conquer. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. Another horse, fiery red, you should underline that, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. That's interesting, to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. So we had a white horse, a red horse, and now we see a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Now, the oil and the wine speak of luxury. These are luxury items for perfume and drinking. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And in verse 7, the fourth seal, when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the four living creatures saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse and the name of him. Now pay particular attention here. And the name of him who sat on it, the pale horse, was death. His name was death and Hades followed with him, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, hunger, death, and by the beast of the earth. Now, give me your attention, if you will. The first seal is open, and the conqueror is riding a white horse there in verses 1 and 2. Now, I've done this the last Two services, I think I'll do it again. Let me see how old you are, and don't be shy. You might remember, and I don't know about you, when I was a kid, I loved the good old Westerns. You know, I remember as a kid, I had the, you know, the, the belt with the holster, you remember that? You had those, everybody had those when they were kids, right? I mean, you had to have them, if not, you didn't have a normal childhood, your psyche must be really damaged. But uh, you know you had the holster, you had the you had a badge, and you know you. I love the westerns. Everyone loved the good old westerns. Now raise your hand by a show of hands. Do you remember the TV series Big Valley? You remember that? Man, there's a lot of people who remember these. Barbara Stanwyck, Linda Evans, and Richard Long. What about Bonanza? Oh yeah, Bonanza. The Cartwrights. Lauren Green, Michael Landon, and then of course the Lone Ranger and Tonto, right? Now, now you can't say, you can't speak the words the Lone Ranger and not say and Tonto. You know, it's like Batman and Robin, right? Or Rodney and a really nice guy, right? Elvira and a really sweet lady, right? say, oh, oh, that'll give me points tonight, you know. How about Gunsmoke? Remember Gunsmoke? Of course, James Arness as Marshal Matt Dillon, and Clint Eastwood in Rawhide. You remember that? Some of you, not so many on that one, right? What about Clint Eastwood in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? You remember that? Okay, more of you on that one, right? Right now, when I read these chapters, I don't know about you, but when I read these chapters or these verses, I feel like I'm reading a western. We have four riders: a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse. And they, if you will, they are riding into town. But it isn't Clint Eastwood, and it isn't John Wayne, and it's not James Arness, and it isn't *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly*. When I read these these verses, it's more like the bad, the ugly, and the ugliest. I mean, it says this is awful stuff here. Now, before we jump in, let me just encourage you to get your pen out, because you're going to need it this morning, and your pad. Before we jump right into these seals, I want to make two quick observations. First of all, number one, it is very important to note that the scene that takes place on earth originates in heaven. Note that what is happening on earth originates in heaven. Remember, as I said, Jesus takes the scroll, opens the seal, the angel is dispatched, and the result is the rider appears on the scene. So what takes place on earth originates in heaven. And secondly, because they originate in heaven, these events are not an accident. What you see happening on earth is not accidental. They are not haphazard or random events. These are purposeful, planned events. There is a purpose in all of this. What's happening on earth is no accident. God is behind it. God is orchestrating the whole scene. God is completely and totally, unequivocally in charge. We sang about it. For you are in control. God is always in control. Amen? God never, ever, no, not ever, does he lose control. And that's important for you to understand. As you look at these seals and these judgments, it is God who is behind the scenes orchestrating the whole event. Now, the first seal is broken in verses 1 and 2. Keep in mind, as I said, the church is in heaven, chapter 4 and 5. And the first thing that happens is a man on a white horse comes. And that man, notice, has a bow in his hand and a crown on his head. And he went out conquering and to conquer. This man, with a bow in his hand and a crown on his head, went out to conquer and to... And conquering. Now, who is this rider on the white horse. Commentators, scholars, many believe that this man on the white horse is the son of man, Jesus Christ. Many commentators, many very good scholars believe that this man is Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is riding on a white horse. And we always think the guy that's riding a white horse and wearing white must be the good guy. And the guy who's riding the black horse and wearing black, well, he must be the bad guy. And so many scholars believe that this guy riding the white horse is Jesus Christ. I don't think so. And let me tell you why. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16, we have it on the screen for you. Now I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes like flame of fire, and on his head, note, were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called what? The Word of God. What's his name? The Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white robes. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of the Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, say it with me, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, chapter 19 of Revelation is clearly who? Jesus. Very good. And that's a clear description of Jesus Christ you might remember from chapter 1. Remember in chapter one, John described Jesus as the faithful and true witness. Again, in chapter one, John described Jesus as the one with eyes like a flame of fire. That's Jesus in the gospel of John. John described Jesus as the word of God. The robe dipped in blood speaks of his death on Calvary's cross. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that everyone is going to bow to him and declare that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, what I want to do for you this morning is to draw some contrast. I want you to see a contrast between the one who is riding the white horse in Revelation chapter 6 and the one we just read about, Jesus Christ, in Revelation chapter 19. In chapter 19, Jesus is wearing many crowns. Now, that Greek word for crowns is diadem, the diadem. It speaks of a sovereign ruler's crown. He's wearing a diadem, the crown of a ruler, the crown of a true king. In Revelation chapter 6, the crown is not the diadem. It is the stephanos. It's a different word for crown. It is the stephanos. And it speaks of a laurel wreath, like what you see in your history books, like Caesar or some of those other guys in your history books or throughout history, some of these princes and kings, they would wear a plaited crown of wreath around their head. So the crown in Revelation chapter 19 is diadem. The crown in Revelation chapter 6 is a different crown. It's Stephanos, speaking of a, loyal, a laurel wreath. In Revelation 19, Jesus comes with a sword. In Revelation chapter 6, the rider comes with a bow in his hand. Ephesians 6 calls it the flaming arrow of the wicked one. In Revelation 19... The church comes back with Jesus. In Revelation chapter 6, the rider comes with war and famine and death following behind. So the rider in Revelation 6, I do not believe, is our Lord Jesus Christ. Then who is he? He is, I believe, the Antichrist. He is a false Christ. He is a counterfeit Christ. The Antichrist. Now, the world is even today looking for the rider on the white horse. The world is looking for today someone who will bring peace. Even the Jews today are looking for the rider on the white horse. You see, after the rapture happens, the world will even look harder for this writer. Consider this scenario, if you will. The rapture happens. The rapture takes place. The world is going to be in a state of panic and shock and chaos. See, we have to understand that when the rapture takes place, the Bible says that all Christians, all born-again believers If you are a born-again Christian, when the rapture happens, you will be violently snatched away. Immediately, you are gone. And all members of the church, the church being worldwide, the church being every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every people, people in Europe, people in Asia, the church is made up of all of God's people around the world, not just the church at Calvary Chapel Apex. You knew that, say amen. That's the whole church. Every, every, God, you can stay with me here. Every born again believer at the time of the rapture will leave the planet. And at that point, at that time, there will be chaos. There will be panic. There will be shock. People will be rioting and looting and robbing. And the police department will be short of men to help because there are many police officers who are born-again Christians. The fire department will be short of firemen to help because there are many firemen who are born-again Christians. It will be crazy on the earth when all the Christians are raptured, boom, gone. Millions upon millions of people vanished. Yep what the bible says and at that time the world will be looking for answers the antichrist will appear and he will have some answers he will have some solutions which will bring men together and he will solve the major problems in the world between the israelis and the arabs Hmm, sound familiar He will be the one who solved this problem. Now, Daniel chapter 9, you've got to read that in your own time. I don't have time to go over it with you. But write it down. Look it up later. The Antichrist will make a covenant with Israel. The Bible's very clear about this. When I I see MSNBC and CNN, and they're telling me about what's going on in Israel and giving me the scenario of the world events, you know what I think? I think right on. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. It, it, look, all this stuff is already written down. Why are we so shocked? It, we already know. We know. We know. We know. We know. All we have to do is look at the news and we think, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Daniel chapter 9 told us that, man, when the Antichrist comes, he's going to make a covenant with Israel, he's going to make a seven year peace treaty and the whole world will applaud this man the whole
0: world will welcome him he will be summoned. you have been listening to Salt and Light a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel Cary located in Apex, North Carolina join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time for information regarding service times you can contact us at one 800 Until next time, may you be salt and light.